0: Paleo Runner podcast is devoted to finding better ways to live, run, train, and eat. I'm your host, Aaron Olson. You can find more information by going to paleorunner.org. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and leave a review. Search for Paleo Runner in iTunes and click ratings and reviews. You can also follow me on facebook.com runpaleo or on Twitter at runpaleo. I wanted to take a minute to let you know about a product I've been using called 3Fuel. 3 3Fuel 3 is a sports drink that gives you fat, protein, and carbohydrates to use as a fuel source. Unlike sugar sports drinks, 3Fuel gets absorbed slowly into your bloodstream to give you sustained energy throughout your workout. If you'd like to give it a try, you can get 10% off by using the coupon code 3FOLSEN. Go to paleorunner.org and click 3Fuel at the top of the page. If you're listening through the podcast app on iPhone, click the link displayed on the app right now. My guest today is Danny Dreyer. Danny is co-founder of Chi Running and Chi Walking, revolutionary forms of moving that blend Tai Chi, running, and walking. Danny, it's great to have you on the show. Nice to be here, Aaron. So tell me a little bit about what exactly Qi Running is.
1: Well, Chi Running, um, I started it back in 1999. I was an ultra-marathoner and uh chi running is really what i've learned as a compilation between what i've gotten from my practice of ultra marathon running because that's what i was back then and uh my practice of tai chi which i actually started in about 1998 or something like that so I, at one point i was really trying to work to be a better more efficient runner And uh, once I started blending what I was learning with my Tai Chi, with my running things, all of a sudden it rocked my boat. I mean, it completely made me more efficient, especially at the really long distances. And uh, the more I studied it, the more I realized it could apply to any distance, any level of runner. So I took basically a lot of the movement principles from Tai Chi and added them into running. And that's what this whole body of work is about.
0: Okay. So tell me what Tai Chi is.
1: Tai Chi is a martial art. It basically was uh, started in China. And the main thrust of Tai Chi is that it's all about moving from your center. And so, if you can get your body to move from your center and let all of the moving parts relax, especially if you're a runner, you know, moving from your core, your center, the middle area of your body where all the big, stronger muscles are. Then you can really learn to relax all of the other muscles, you know. So the Tai Chi is built, it's a martial art totally founded in having a strong core so that when you're kicking or punching or throwing somebody, those muscles are doing more of the work than your arms and legs.
0: So, is this something for someone who's injured? Will it help them run faster? Uh, you said it'll help you be more efficient. Um, what exactly was that did that turn over into numbers into faster times what well, was the, what was the biggest <clears throat> thing as far as being more efficient?
1: Well, you know being efficient does a number of things that reduces your amount of injury because when're you're, when you're efficient, it means you're not overusing some part of your body you're not overworking your legs you're not you know stressing too hard you're not pushing too hard that's being efficient so you know when you're efficient you burn less fuel you have less impact uh, and that a byproduct of that is speed you know so you can run faster easier you don't have to work as hard to run fast and that has pretty much proven itself out it definitely helped me in my competitive running and it's helped a lot a lot of people you know so
0: what are some of the farthest distance distances that you've raced
1: um i've raced up to 100 miles
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, so I've done every distance of, you know, marathon, 50k, 50 mile, or 100k and 100 miles. Okay. Yeah.
0: So it sounds like it's it's a more relaxed way of running. Is it the same as like a barefoot style of running?
1: Well, you know, barefoot style of running is <clears throat> that's kind of a general term. You know, when somebody runs barefoot, they're barefoot runners that have a heel strike, they're barefoot runners that have a forefoot strike. You know, um, just because somebody barefoot runs doesn't mean they run well or efficiently but uh i would say that across the board some of the east africans who grew up running barefoot probably have the best economical running stride there is so yeah chi running very much mimics uh how the africans run and uh not necessarily how barefoot people run okay Uh, uh, barefoot uh runners tend to have a much shorter stride and land on their forefoot because um, if you've ever tried barefoot running, you can't take really long strides. You can't heel strike. There's a lot of things that it have we have similar with barefoot runners, but um, there's a lot that running barefoot doesn't allow, and that is uh, extremely long distances, uh, unless you're a total nutcase, <laughs> you yeah. um, But it does uh, running barefoot does make you land softer on the ground, which is very similar to what chi running does. Yeah. So, you know, you could say it's similar to barefoot running, but only parts of it are similar to barefoot running.
0: Okay. So uh, another component you mentioned was engaging your core and having all the (laughs) movement flow from your core. Does this mean that you're going to be working out your abs as you're running? Is it, is it uncomfortable to get started?
1: Uh, No, no, it's not at all. In fact, um, you're, you're using your abs. You know, if you look at how your body is set, up, all of your strongest muscles are in your middle, and as you get more distal, as you get further and further away from your center, all the body parts get smaller and smaller, right? So as you go down your legs, your leg muscles, your quads are large, and then your calves are smaller, and your ankle muscles are even smaller, your toe muscles are even smaller. Well, the problem with most runners, 80% of all runners I would say, overuse their lower legs. You know, that where do all the running injuries happen from the knees down? right? So what does that tell you? That means everybody's using their legs from the knees down way too much and relying on those little tiny muscles down in their lower legs instead of all the larger muscles up higher, okay? So what this does is that it's really, it's not so much hard work on your abdominals because, you know, the nature of chi running is such that, Um, the propulsion comes uh, somewhat from the fact that you're falling forward. You know, it's just like we all ran when we were kids you know, everybody, if you watch a little kid run, they're always running, falling forward. And most of us when we were kids fell down because we we're falling forward, right? Yeah, I'm sure you remember that, you know, and if you look at how the Kenyans run, even as adults, they all run with a really nice forward lean forward fall. Well, that is gravity assisted running. Okay. So you only really use your abs to hold you in that forward lean. It's not like using your abs to drive your legs or anything. Mm. You're really just using your abs to hold you forward. And and the only leg muscles you use at that point are just the muscles it takes to pick up your feet to keep up with your fall. Because mm. you know? when you're a kid and you ran with this forward lean to chase your buddies around the playground uh, we didn't have strong legs as kids. You know, you you just don't, you don't spend a lot of time doing bench presses and lunges and all of that stuff. You know, you just run, Mm -hmm. but how you run is a way that's actually very efficient because most kids run by falling forward. Okay. You
0: know, you mentioned this falling forward idea. I I think about sprinters like Michael Johnson, Michael Johnson, who had a very upright posture. Is it different for distance running and sprinting?
1: Yes. Very different. Yeah, very different. And um, that's because, you know, sprinters, if you ever notice, sprinters, when they start off, when they talk, take off out of the blocks, the coaches always tell them, stay down as long as you can. You know, yeah. that way they're ahead of their feet. So when they're driving their legs, their upper body is going forward and their legs are going rearward. That's That's explosive kind of running. So and sprinting is also all uh, all on the balls of your feet. You never come down on the heels at all. It's very fast running. So that's like fight or flight running. You know, it's really uh, aggressive running, high glycogen burning. um, You know, really short, quick. uh, You know, breathing. And your stride rate, their cadence is like way fast, okay? With endurance running, which is different than fight or flight, it's more like if you're persistent hunting, you know, like a caveman going after a buffalo or something like that, you know? Uh It's different running where you're just hanging out there for a long time at a very consistent pace. And that's what most running that is uh, 10k or longer is about. It's endurance running. So when you're sprinting, you're not thinking about being economical with how you run. You're not thinking about being efficient at all. You're just thinking about going as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. You know. But once you start, uh, you know, working your way into longer and longer distances up to a marathon or an ultra marathon, you better be really thinking about your use of energy and how, how much fuel you have and how long it'll last and, you know, how much your impact is. I mean, you know, you're running 24 hours you better be considering your impact because that's Mm -hmm. a lot of steps and a lot of impact so as you get longer you get slower
0: okay
1: run accordingly
0: okay um there's also this idea of connecting the body and the mind Mm -hmm. how does that how does chi running help to do that
1: well how you connect your body and mind is you pay attention OK, so let's say you want to be an economical runner. Uh, you pay attention to how your feet hit the ground or you pay attention to with how you're using your muscles so you don't overwork them. You know, if you start feeling any kind of discomfort in your body, then you pay attention to that. and You go, well, wow, what am I doing to create that? It's no accident when you get a sore knee, right? It's something in how you run. So by paying attention to how you run or at least even knowing um, how to correct it. Then you can always have um, in your own mind body connection, your own influence as to how you run and how you can get better, how you can either get more economical or faster or run longer. It's, it's how you apply your mind, knowing what's a better way to run and what might not be as good of a way to run, you know? But sensing your body is where it all starts, and that brings in the mindful component.
0: Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that it's a more enjoyable way to run. Um, is that because you're in, you're injury-free and you're running faster, or is there something else? Does it feel quite a bit different?
1: Uh, it feels quite a bit different. Um, it uh, feels better because you don't get injured, because when you're more efficient, you're not working as hard. So what's not to enjoy about that, you know? And so if you're not working as hard, you can... Kind of pay attention to other stuff, you know. You can look around. You can enjoy your run for the sake of being out in the run, not for the sake of just trying to grind out another, you know, ten miles so you can chalk it off on your logbook or something like that. You know, you're not training for something. You're really um, being. You're turning running really from a sport to a practice. That's really a different approach. You know, when you when you really convert your running from a sport to a practice, you're paying attention all the time to what you're doing. And anytime you engage in a practice of any kind, it's either to improve your how you do it or it's to improve yourself because of it. Okay, so okay. if you can learn how to pay attention, you can learn how to relax, you can learn how to, you know, engage the pull of gravity, you can learn how to get looser, you can learn how to get faster without working as hard. That's what makes it enjoyable, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's never boring. It's never a dull moment even. You know, you're always kind of paying attention to something. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have to wear specific shoes while you're practicing qi running? I mean, do you have to wear the minimal style? No. or can? Any shoe will work, okay.
1: Yeah, shoes shoes are interesting um, because uh, the shoes are not what makes the runner, you know. We teach people to run well regardless of what they have on their feet, whether they're barefoot or whether they got Brooks Beast or whether they got anything in between, you know. And um, so if you are a good runner, you should be able to run well in just about any shoe. Now, there's a caveat to that. The better you run, the less shoe you need. Okay. OK, because all of the more built up shoes and higher heels and all that kind of stuff with the shoes um, are designed to create an effect on your body. You know, somebody who's an overpronator, they get a medial post in their shoes so their ankle doesn't collapse in. Somebody who's a heavy heel striker gets a high heel shoe to cushion the impact. But that is really um, that's all all those built-up shoes like that are only necessary if your feet need them and mm-hmm. most people's feet don't need them because once you start learning to run more correctly you don't need as much of a shoe you can go to a much more natural stride and much more of what you would call a natural shoe which is really more of a neutral shoe
0: okay, okay. You know, so the,
1: the best shoe is the shoe that oh uh, here's my definition of how to, how to pick a running shoe it's the least amount of shoe you can safely run in give Given how you currently run,
0: okay,
1: hmm. the least amount. Given how you currently run, so that means some a lot of people are probably running in more shoe than they need. Okay. But some running shoe salesman's told him, you know, you really need this shoe because you're doing this, this, and this, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all are, uh, you know, gullible to salespeople, you know. And so somebody, somebody, for instance, who's an overpronator might get a shoe with a big, heavy medial post, you know, that rolls their foot to the outside. But what they really need is more core strength to hold their legs aligned whenever they land on their leg, you know. That's, okay. That's, that's why their ankle caves in. But it needs support in the ankle but you know so it might not be the shoe that's going to fix them if they really strengthen the part of their body that was weak creating the situation they wouldn't need the shoe
0: okay okay
1: shoe really doesn't do any good anyway You know, it's just a symptomatic relief, you know, at the far end of the body. And, you know, it's iffy whether it really has any effect.
0: Okay. So, how long does it take to adapt to that style of running where you're strengthening, you're getting everything in the proper alignment and you're strengthening your feet and things like that?
1: Well, it's hard to say how long because, you know, some people are really in their bodies. You know, there's some people who just like know what it feels like to be in their body. There's some people who have just no clue. You know, they don't feel, some people can't even feel what their feet feel like on the ground you know so those people might take a little longer to get with this program some other people i've had people take anywhere from 30 minutes <laughs> to you know six months you know okay. anywhere in between so it depends on how often you work at it you know you pre- the more practice the quicker you get it you know anything if you need to learn a new way to move your body and you've habitually moved it in a really different way up until now. You know, uh, it might take some reworking, you know, to undo some old habits, especially if those habits are damaging to your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, learning new habits takes you know sometimes a month sometimes two months you know but like i said if you practice it every day you know you can get there much more quickly
0: okay so how about chi walking what does that involve
1: chi walking involves a lot of the same focuses as the running but you know obviously you're doing it at a slower pace and you also um... never lose contact with the ground you know when you're walking that's that's the difference that's the definition of walking is you don't leave the ground with running you're always only on one foot and you leave the ground so with walking, it's uh, there's a lot of the same internal focuses, but how you move your legs is a little bit different. You know, I'll give you an example. You know, with with run, with chi running, when we're showing somebody how to run, we use a metronome a lot so you can keep your cadence really steady no matter how fast you're running.
0: Okay.
1: So your cadence always stays the same. That's where economy comes in. It's like spinning on a bicycle, right? You go to a spinning class and they go, okay, let's all hit 90 RPM, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, now we're going up a hill, so once want you to really crank it. But then you, if you go up a hill, you shift to a lower gear. So it's easy to do. You go down a hill, you shift to a higher gear. You're still doing 90. That's how you stay economical on a bike. Well, guess what? Same thing happens on running. If you can establish a nice cadence, and then what changes is your stride length. So when you're running slowly, same cadence, but little tiny strides. Mm-hmm. When you're faster, really long strides. Watch the canyons. <laughs> they right. do it. They got a huge long stride, okay? And uh, so with walking, you're, because, because you're always on the ground, your range of motion is fixed. It's fixed by your ligaments, okay, in your body. So your swing at the hip is only a certain amount. So when you think of being an economical walker, you always want your stride length to stay pretty much the same. And what changes is your cadence. It's okay. the inverse of running. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So with walking, your stride length stays the same, so you don't pull any muscles. But if you want to walk faster, you turn your legs over faster. Instead okay. of taking bigger steps, you know, you just turn your legs over faster.
0: And are you contacting the ground with your heel when you're walking or is it still a midfoot type of stance? It's
1: not a midfoot, it's different with walking. It's more um it's not on the back of the heel because that's always either running or walking. You don't want to hit on the back of your heel because that's like putting the brakes on every time you step, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: with walking you and running, you keep your upper body a little forward so that when you hit on the ground it hits closer to your center of gravity you know i mean it's um you're actually rolling off the front of your heel you hit you hit your heel but your heel is more under you rather than out in front of you okay so when you're walking your stride really opens up more behind you okay same with running you're you want your stride to always open behind you Mm -hmm. not in front of you nobody wants to run with the brakes on you know
0: right so is reading your book good enough or do we need an instructor to tell us how to do this
1: um, some people are really good book leaner learners. And so some people have learned it through the book, but I would also suggest that people work with an instructor because there's nothing like one-on-one. I just got back from teaching last weekend in Seattle and had, you know, 40 people in the class, 39 of them had already read the book, but they came to the class to get checked out to see how they were doing, you know, mm-hmm. um, because it just really helps to have a good set of eyes looking at you. We also, you know, not just the book, but we also have a DVD. Okay. You can watch a video example of how it looks. And then uh we also have an app for the iPhone and the Android version's coming out in about a month. But um there's an app you can download, you know, if you like to run with a with a iPhone or uh something like that, you can be talked through it so there's various ways to learn it besides just the book yeah
0: okay great well Danny you know it's been really interesting talking with you today I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show no problem where, where, where do you suggest people go to find out more
1: um, they can go to chi running okay. or chi walking if you're a walker and we have lots of um, tons of articles we have a whole library of things we have um and then a whole uh, part of the website is all the learning materials. So people can go there and get, um, get all the, look at the DVDs or, cla- or arrange for a class, an instructor. You can find everything. Uh, everything you need to know about it, just go to the website.
0: Great. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you today, Danny. Thanks so much for being on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks, Aaron.
0: You've been listening to another episode of Paleo Runner Podcast. For more information, go to paleorunner.org. Thanks for listening.